going on, good people? Welcome to Life School. I'm Reverend Kojo. I am your host. We've got a lot to talk about today. Look, Life School is not about getting your panties in a bunch. It's about talking about the hard-hitting topics that you're going through today. If you're struggling, I want to talk about it. If you're hurting, I want to talk about it. If you're just flat up confused, let's talk about it too. Why? Because this is Life School. I'm so glad you decided to join us. I'm Reverend Kojo. We've got an awesome, awesome show prepared today. So today, I want to talk about something that we don't often talk about, or or maybe we do talk about it a lot. And it's this idea, why can't I have my cake and eat it too? So I've always been this really big proponent that you can have your cake, you can eat it too, you can enjoy it, and all you can have it all. But in my life here recently, I've, I've experienced a season where it seemed like some of the things that I, I held the most were taken away. And I, I flat out asked the Lord and I asked my mama too. I said, what is wrong with me that I can't have these things or I can't maintain them? And so for the past few months, you know, as things in my life have been kind of upside down, I've been asking these questions over and over again. Why is it that in my life in this season, things are just not working the way that I would hope? It's not that I haven't planned. It's not that I haven't put my money where my mouth is. It isn't that I haven't set myself up to succeed. I just want to know why is it that when I have set out to do these things, I have planned, I have reserved places for me to be. I have been the perfect um, sh- uh, act of chivalry. I have done my part. And why is it that things are not working out the way that they should be or I thought they should be working? And so these these questions have been circling around my mind and I've just been curious. And, it, and it's become very clear to me. Some people, and, and you know, I like to relate things back to food and I guess a cake seems to be the way that I relate things. So life is a lot like cake. Again, I know, I know, I know. Life is a lot like cake. And so when we think of life, we can think of it as you have the cake and why can't I have the cake and eat it too? And I believe that you can have have the cake and you can also eat it because you still maintain it. But if we eat the entire cake in one sitting, we'll make ourselves sick. If we're not conditioned to eat that much. Uh, We can have a full plate on Thanksgiving. A lot of us are getting ready for Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is just around the corner. And a lot of us plan to eat a lot on Thanksgiving. But everybody can't eat a lot on Thanksgiving or else they'll make themselves sick. I can eat all day solid food. But one day, I went to the movie theater, ordered a large popcorn. And, and, And thinking about it, I'm getting sick. (laughs) ordered a large popcorn sat there and ate the entire thing within a couple of hours I was throwing up popcorn and it's not that I don't like popcorn it's not that I I can't eat popcorn it's that my body is not accustomed to intaking that much popcorn that it didn't know what to do it so it rejected it in our lives Often we'll want some things, we'll desire some things, we'll like some things, and those things will be good for us. But if we're not conditioned to be able to handle all of it and we don't have a capacity to do it, then we'll we'll begin to reject the good thing that was. If we can't handle something beyond a certain point and it's time for that next point to happen, if we're introduced to something that we can't handle, we'll begin to vomit it up. We'll begin to throw it up. And so when we start thinking about losing promotions or losing relationships or losing certain things and 
it seemed perfect. And I don't understand why God would take it away. And this is the thing I've been praying for. I don't understand why he would allow me to pray about a thing and allow me to have peace about it, walk in it, enjoy it. And now you've taken it from me. Why are you taking it from me, God? I thought that you were on my side. I thought that all things work together for the good of those who love him are called according to his purpose. So why would you take this good thing from me? This thing that we established was good. This thing that we established made me better. This thing that we established that, that just caused my life to get better why would you take it from me why is it that I have to choose between work and home why is it that I have to choose between church and my house being stable why is it that I have to choose between making myself sane and keeping my family sane and I don't believe that that has to be your lot for your whole life but I do believe that God introduces us he he allows us to live in stages and in cycles and and as you cycle up you can handle more let's think about it like this when I was one there was a there were very few things that I could handle on my own I might have been able to hold the bottle by myself and I could probably hold my blankie by myself. But beyond that, that, that mom and daddy didn't leave too many other things for me to, for me to handle. And then as I got older, I began to have different chores. By the time I was five, I was supposed to water the plants. By the time I was about six or seven, I was vacuuming the stairs. By the time I was seven or eight, I was cleaning the bathroom. By the time I was eight or nine, I was cleaning the kitchen. And eventually I washed my own clothes and then I had to do it all. And now I'm running my own household where I'm responsible for it all. At two years old, I wouldn't be able to run my own household. At two years old, I wouldn't know how to balance the checkbook. At two years old, I wouldn't know how to clean the kitchen and and know how to hunt down a smell when you walk in the house and some don't smell right. At two years old, I wouldn't understand the importance of paying the power bill and the water bill and paying the rent on time. And so there have been stages that I had to go through. It just gets more complex as life goes on. It just, it may not be mom and dad giving you such privilege, but see, sometimes we'll get in relationship and that thing will be great. We met our, our soulmate. Oh, they complete me. They make me better. They do this for me. They do that for me. They just continue to do wonderful things in my life. I'm so glad that God has decided to bless me with this person. And now this person, we're not talking anymore. What happened? And then you don't know, but in, a, in, in about a year or two, they come back. But during this season, you're sitting here looking like we had it all. You know, I've got a great career. They've got a great career. We've got our heads on straight. I understand their mind. They understand my mind. We can connect on a soul level. Why would you take that from me? I don't understand. But what God saw was that in order to get your career to the place that it needed to be, he had to get your complete focus. In order to get your ministry to the place that he wanted to be, he had to get your complete focus. And if he allowed that person to be in your life at this season... And, and, and see, but he had to, and, and for some of us, he had to introduce that person so that we would already know that we didn't want anything else. And so then he allows that to walk up and walk away. And as he allows that to walk up and walk away, you focused on ministry. Yes, you're mad. Why is this thing not working? Why is our relationship not working? But you're focused on ministry. Oh, I miss so-and-so, but you're focused on ministry. Oh, I miss the time we shared, but you're focused on ministry. Now the ministry has gotten where you have gotten you where God wants to be, and you focused, you've sought first the kingdom of heaven. You've been focused on in on him, and now he can reward you with the desire of your heart per biblical law. Like it said, the word will do the work. 
But see, we in those situations, we have an option. We can look at those situations, get angry with God and walk away from the faith. And then we forfeit the desire of our heart. And so then we just walk in misery, trying to fill a void that God has already showed us how the void needs to be filled. He just needs us to trust him in this season. Think about my, my boy Job in the Bible. Job had everything his heart could desire. He was wealthy. He had a house full. He had a wife that loved him. He had friends. He had prestige. He was the top dog. People revered him. He had, he had, he had a name. This man was the man to be. And then kids die. Crops are devoured. Flock is gone. Health is gone. Only thing that remains is your wife and your wife is talking about curse God and die. I just think God, this, I had everything that my heart desired, everything that I had prayed about, all these t- things we spent in early morning prayer. When I met you before the sunrise, I sat here and we talked about this thing. We worked about this thing. And God, you mean to tell me that I did all this praying for you to just take it away? What? What kind of God? These are the things that we say. When, he, when he's testing you. He's, t- he's testing you and Satan is curious. Will he curse, curse God and die? Will he walk away? Sometimes God has to take some things away for us to appreciate them. Sometimes God has to take away some things from us so we can focus on something else. Sometimes God has to take away some things for us from us so that he can show us that there's better in store. But At the end of the day, if your eyes are focused on what he has, he's going to give you your cake and you can eat it too. Yes, you said, oh, I just got to taste bliss and he took my bliss away. He, you know, he allowed that thing to come with peace. He allowed that thing to come with joy and you just take it away like that. You took away my emotions when you took it. God, I don't understand why you would allow such things to happen. I thought you were my God. I thought you were my friend. I thought you were my daddy. Why would you do this to me? And it's the same reason that our parents make us eat our vegetables. It's the same reason that our parents spanked us and put us on punishment. See, and he said, he said it in scripture. He said, those that I love, I chasten. Those that I love, I prepare. You know, I can, I can sit here and tell you the story of Lazarus. You know, the story of Lazarus. Lazarus uh, was a friend of Jesus Christ, him and his sisters, Mary and Martha. They were friends of Jesus Christ. Lazarus took ill. His sisters sent for, for Jesus. They said, the one that you love has taken ill. And Jesus Christ, you know what he did? He said, okay. And he sat there. He tarried a little bit. He sat there and he didn't move. Everybody's like, well, isn't this Lazarus like this? This is homeboy. Like, why he not getting up? <laughs> why are we not on the way? You know, I, I thought he was going to do some healing. And then after days had passed, he starts to move in the direction of Lazarus. But as on his way to Lazarus, he performs miracles for other people that he does not know. He gets to Lazarus's house. He sees Mary and Martha and they say that one of the sisters asks of him, why did you not come when we sent for you? You could have prevented my brother from being dead. He's good and dead now. According to Jewish law, he is so dead that his soul has left his body. His body has began to decay. So why didn't you come? You could have saved him. We have the faith that you were able to do it, and you didn't. You said that you loved us. You said that you were our friend. You said that we were family. Why didn't you get up when I asked you to come? Has anybody ever felt like that before? And he says it was for the glory, the edification of the Lord. 
And I'm sure they were sitting there looking at him like, what are you talking about? Your power, you're not going to flex your muscle. We asked you to come flex your muscle. We asked you to come and do this thing, and you didn't. We begged you to come. We sent for you, and you didn't move. Now you're late, and he's dead. My brother is dead. What am I supposed to do with that? And so he goes, and he goes to the throne. He goes out there. And he says, Lazarus, come forth. Lazarus, all bound up, mummified, comes hopping out of the tomb. And see, what God had to do in that situation, he had to convince you that some things were dead. He had to convince you that he had waited or that he had taken some things or that you had been forsaken or that some craziness had had transpired. That the thing that you held on to most, the thing that you loved the most, he had to take it away so that you would appreciate it when he brought it back. You can have your cake and eat it too. You can have the destiny that you prayed for. The things that he has promised you are indeed yours. But the question is, will you trust him? Job said, yet though you slay me, yet will I trust you. Though you tear me apart, yet will I trust you. The question is, do you trust him enough when he takes your cake away? Do you trust him enough when chaos breaks loose, when you start losing family and friends, do you trust him enough to hold you, to keep you when it seems like you've lost everything on this earth? Does you Do you trust him enough when he takes away the thing that you praised him the most for giving you? Do you trust him enough in the seasons where things begin to be seen turbulent? Do you trust him enough to be God when you when it doesn't seem like anything is holding up in the in your life? See, the question is not whether God is able. The question is do you trust him to be God? We get so ahead of ourselves. We get so caught up in what could be, should be, and what ought to be. And so when things get out of what we think they ought to be, we begin to get angry with the great I am. We begin to get angry with God. We begin to be convinced that he doesn't love us, that he has forsaken us, that we are left behind, we're pushed aside. And, and what God is really trying to tell us is if you'll trust me through this season, I'll give you your cake and let you eat it too. I showed you what the vision was. I didn't tell you how I would provide, but I promised that I would provide. I didn't tell, I showed you what was coming. I showed you what could be. I've made a promise and I'm going to make good on my promise. But I also said that I has not seen nor ear heard what, ha- nor has it entered into the hearts of man, what I have in store for you. If you thought that I was going to do it the way that you thought, but baby, you don't, you must not know me. You must not know the way that I operate. I don't do anything based on the conventional manners that you humans seem to have made your norm. I'm God. And since I'm God, I'm going to do it my way how I want to do it. And whether you're okay with that or not okay with it, you've got to, you've got to sit here and chill until I finish. I promise you, you're going to be able to shout after this. I promise you it's going to be what you prayed for. I promise it's going to blow your mind, but will you trust me? Will you trust me when I take away your children? Will you trust me when I take away your house? Will you trust me when I take away the love of your life? Will you trust me? I promise I'll restore. I promise I'll do what I I, I said, but you got to trust me through this season. When you get up and you walk away, you nullify the promise. When you get up and you forget about what God has said in the beginning, when you forget about the doors he's opened from the beginning, when you forget about how he's done, he's done amazing things. Y'all know the one of the most, one of the hardest things for me is that I have seen God do amazing things. 
I know what prayer can do. I have prayed and watched God manifest things at the thought of my tongue. I have watched me speak life into situations and they became life. I have watched me speak death into situations and they died. I have watched watched myself bind things on earth and and God watched God bind them in, in heaven. I have watched the word do the work, but it's hard. It's hard when you have watched God do the work and it doesn't seem like he's doing the work in this season. When it seems like he's taking the things away from you in this season, it's hard when it looks like you are falling apart. It's hard, but it doesn't mean it's final. It's hard, but it doesn't mean it's the end. It's hard, but it doesn't mean that God is done. See, life is not about your gratification and you always being comfortable. Life is about you going through circles, cycles, and twisted places and still being able to move the way that God has called you to move. Life is about you going through the hardships and you trusting God through them. Life is about God showing himself strong and getting the glory out of the situation you thought was dead. But will you trust him? Will you trust him when things are falling apart? Will you trust him when your heart hurts? Will you trust him when your head hurts? Will you trust him when you're struggling and you're frustrated and you're lost and you're confused? Will you trust the Lord when everybody says you ought to forget him? As a young man um, that, I, that I come across every now and then on, on Facebook, and he's an ex-pastor, which, you know, when I got ordained, <laughs> they kind of made it clear that this is not something you can go back on. You're going to be a pastor forever. But he's an ex-pastor, used to preach the word of God, and now he doesn't. He preaches against the word of God, says that nothing about it is real because he got hurt. Newsflash, you're going to get hurt. You're going to lose some things. But... As God is working in this season of your life, the question yet remains, will you trust him? Will you walk with him? Will you talk with him? Will you just allow him to be God in your life? Because as long as you are caught up on the small stuff, baby, you'll miss the big stuff. You'll never be able to handle it. As long as you're sitting here concerned about what you've lost and not realizing what you still have. You know, I've um I've been I've done a lot of thinking lately about some stuff that I've lost and 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 I got angry with the Lord cuz I had prayed for this thing for 9 years and I finally got a taste of it and then it walked away from me. And I couldn't understand why it seemed that these things kept happening. Why did I keep losing the thing that I loved most? Why did it seem like this thing was not working? And, and one, one, one evening it became incredibly plain to me. I can be angry about what I lost. Or I can thank God that I had a year of bliss. I can be angry that I, that I, that I, I don't get what I prayed for in, 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 in length. But I can thank God that I've tasted what I prayed for. 
and I believe it's going to come back. I believe that the door is not shut. Uh, I just believe it's a season of focus on some other things. But when we decide that we're going to trust God to be God in his totality, we're saying we are unleashing his power in our lives. When we say that I trust you, God, to do the immeasurable in my life, we're saying, Lord, have your way. You, we, I'm taking the brakes off of you. Do it. Work it out. And when we commit to such, we commit to allowing God to do his thing in our life. You can have your cake and eat it too. You've just got to wait until the time is right. Well, good folks, I hope you've enjoyed the podcast. I'm so glad you decided to tune in. Uh, Be sure to check out ReverendKojo.com. There's new content uploaded daily. Uh, Also check out the, well, you can check out the YouTube page or you can just watch the videos on ReverendKojo.com. Be blessed. And until next time, this has been Life School.